died. It's not a joke. It's not, it's not an exaggeration. They gave her almost five liters of blood in a transfusion. And we couldn't be up there because of lockdowns and restrictions and all this other stuff. Here we have this young couple, shortly married after high school, making life and death decisions without the counsel of their pastor or their father or mother. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was fit to be tired. My daughter's dying and they say I can't get in there? Come on. I went up there anyway. They tried to tell me I couldn't be there. But we prayed. I went after God in that waiting room like nobody's business. At this point, I have nothing to lose. I'd give all that I have and all that I will ever possess that she would live and the baby would be healthy. That's my one and only, my baby girl. I see you. So when I sing today, I don't sing because of the music. I don't sing because that's the order of service. I sing because he deserves my honor and my glory. He heard my heart's cry. He saved my baby girl. That is real. I'm just being transparent with you. I'm real with you as long as the day is. That happened. And I came in here and I preached the best I could anyway. I brought the word the best I knew how to bring. Despite the troubles that are going on in our life, despite the pressures of life, despite the, the rejection and the backstabbing and the gossip that's going on and whatever else, despite all that, I come and I serve the Lord because he's not a God just for good times. He's the one who sees you through the storm. He's your anchor. So when we worship, remember those things. It's not about the music. It's not about the song. It's not about the things. It's about your relationship with the Father. How are you expressing your love to Him? He deserves it. And it does something for you. It lifts up your spirit, man. It builds you up to praise the Heavenly Father. So one more time, with a shout of praise, give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy. Blessed be your mighty name, O Lord. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you for my daughter's life. Thank you for my grandbaby's life. Thank you for the deliverance, Father God, for sustaining us, for your grace and your mercy and your salvation, for every chain that you've broken, for every heart that you've healed, for the giving peace to those with a troubled mind. We thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Father, we ask now that you be with us. Prepare our minds and hearts to receive from you today. Let your word penetrate our innermost being and let us live a life that is pleasing and honoring to you. Every thought, word, and action, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And the saints of God said, amen. God bless you as you're seated this morning. As I look, <laughs> I, I, I hardly don't anymore, but as you look at the news and the media, you see that things are very chaotic in this world today, not just 
here in Michigan, but abroad, and, and not only in the United States, but internationally. There's, there's protests and there's riots. They're, they're not the same, just so you know. There's protests and there's riots and there's anger and there's lives being taken, innocent lives. There's things that are going on that I just don't understand, except for this. I read it in God's Word. And about five weeks ago now, I preached it and warned you that it was coming. But this is what I know during times like this is not a time to make rash decisions. It's not a time to to bail or jump ship. Last week we heard a message on the anchor holds. God is your anchor. Now is the time to grab a hold of him with both hands. Because the storms are going to continue to go through life. When this storm starts to subside, there will be another one coming. Now, unfortunately, I don't want it to be that way. It just seems to be the way life is. Scripture calls those birth pains. And from what I gather, those come more frequently and more severely. So unless you know where your hope comes from, unless you know what to trust in, you're going to be lost, scared, confused, depressed. You might even question God. But this is what I want to tell you today. We have a hope. And that hope is to trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I shared that verse this morning on everything I knew to share it on. And it reads like this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. If you're confused about where to go and what to do, trust in the Lord. You see, you're... you're your thoughts and ideas don't compare to his. I'm going to touch on that in just a minute. But I'm going to ask a few questions, and I'm going to answer them with scriptures to help us get a biblical worldview in this post-Christian era that we're living in. Less than, I think it's eight, less than 18% of the population even goes to church even knows who Jesus Christ is, who even knows what it means to have authentic praise and worship, to have a relationship with the Father. Less than 18%. You are the few lighthouses, beacons of hope to spread the word, to spread the gospel to this lost world. And like he said in scripture, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. We got a lot of people who want to stay in the cheering section, but few that want to play in the game that we call Christianity. To be God's hands and feet. To be the faithful. Mm. Here's a question. It's not a new question. In Psalms 20, Verse 7, the psalmist David is talking about this. Where do you put your trust? Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we here, the body of Christ, trust in the name of the Lord Jesus. See, when I went to that hospital waiting room, I didn't call on, on, on the doctor. Please do something, doctor. I didn't call on the nurses. Nurses do something. I didn't call on the, the hospital director or staff or anything else. This is what I did. I sent out an urgent prayer request. For whoever could see it, 
It is about three in the morning. Please pray. Call on the Lord with me. Why did I do that? Because I know what Scripture says. Scripture says, where two or three are gathered together in my name. Whose name is that? The name of Jesus. I'll be in the midst of them. I wanted help going to the throne. That was a big stone to lift, and I didn't want to lift it by myself. Matter of fact, I knew I couldn't do it by myself, so I called upon the saints to pray. You see, people, power, might won't solve your problems. Governments, politicians, they don't have the answers for the problems that we are seeing today. They can pass new laws and new legislations, but that doesn't work. Why? Because that doesn't change the heart and mind of man. Do we need some reform? Absolutely. But our trust needs to be in the Lord. I can't trust that those politicians are going to do what they said they're going to do. Some of them been in there 30, 40 years, still haven't done anything, and they said this time they're going to get it right. Let's use, let's use some true logic here. Let's think about this. Let's look at it for what it is. Now, I want to say it again. I'm not, I'm not Democrat or Republican. I'm an independent, God-fearing voter. That's what I am. I don't tote the party line. Some of you got to be careful whose wagon you're hitching your horse to. Not going to go there right now. Lord... There is a way that seems right unto a man, but in the end, therefore, the ways of death. There's a way that seems right in my mind sometimes, but if I just go on charging through life with my own ideas, with my own logic, with my own reasoning, I'm going to fail, and I'm going to fail miserably. And, and this is the reason why that is. I want to read a verse to you from Isaiah 55, and it starts at verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, God has all knowledge. He knows the end of the book. He wrote it. He's, our scripture says he is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is all sovereign, omnipotent. He knows everything. He is not in time but stands outside of time and he's watching the whole thing as it happens. <clears throat> he knows the mind and heart of man. He knows our every thought. So then here I am and I think I'm going to do something on my own thought and volition that might be outside of this word? Does that, that seems silly, doesn't it? If I drew a circle, like, you know, a, a, a pie graph, and I had to fill in how much knowledge I have compared to the rest of the world, compared to all the PhDs and the Pulitzer Prize winners and the Nobel Peace Prize winners and all the inventors... How much of that pie could I fill out with my knowledge? Think about that. Now put yourself in that. How much could you fill in of that? 
now. We have some great minds that were out there like Einstein. He could probably fill out a quarter of the pie, but he couldn't. He doesn't know at all. But God, he made the pie. He knows the pie. We're studying what he made trying to understand it. He spoke it into existence. So now, why do I belabor that? I belabor that to say this. How dare I think that I can make life and death decisions without consulting the Father? Without consulting his word? And if it's in his word, why am I debating it to such a degree that I no longer do it? So Jesus answered, John 14 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So why do I think that just because the talk show host says that there's multiple ways to heaven, that I'm going to believe them? Why am I going to take my advice from an athlete, an actor, or a comedian when the Word of God says, I am the way, the truth, and light. No one comes to the Father except through me. You gotta, you gotta look to the source, the right place. There's so many voices, so many opinions in this world today, but none of them, they all fail in comparison to what the Word of God tells you. Read that, rightly divide that, meditate on that. If you spend as much time as you do on media, social media, multimedia, whatever it is out there, if you spent that much time in the Word of God, there would be more peace in your house. You would see more progress in your life. You would see more favor come into your situations and circumstances. We got to return back to the foundation of God's word. Amen. We got to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. I know almost every time I try to do things uh, without doing that, uh, consulting the, with God, it didn't go well for me. But. God says there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. He's telling you to seek counsel. But here's the thing. What, who are you listening to? What counsel are you getting? What fruit do they bear out to say that I should eat of that fruit? One, if there's no fruit, you can't eat of it. If there's no good outcome, if they're not living a righteous and holy life, I probably shouldn't be listening to someone who's living like a heathen telling me how to live like a Christian. Amen? Psalms 121. This is interesting. Here's the psalmist again. I love listening to David's writings because sometimes he, he, he gets to crying and complaining, but he always ends up exalting God. I lift up my eyes to the mountains, and he questions, where does my help come from? Ah, My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. You see, your God, my God, our Savior doesn't sleep. He doesn't take a nap. He doesn't get tired. He said, I will uphold you with my mighty right hand. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I won't leave you hanging. I'm with you. I'm by your side. Matter of fact, not just me, but I'm telling my angels to watch over you. I've got your back, says the Lord. The question is, why aren't you running to him for those consultations for that counsel for that safety for that grace that mercy let's go back to the word of god let's go back and look to god for our help look to god for our provision look to god for our peace not prozac not the doctors you might need it i'm not saying don't take it 
What I'm saying is, include God. Go to him first, and if you still got to do that, then, you know, do what you got to do. But what I'm saying is, seek the Lord before all else. Because, mm. see, doctors think they know it all. We're dealing with that with a, with a, with a baby Jace right now. Excuse me. You know, governments think they know it all. Antifa thinks they know it all. Black Lives thinks they know it all. Proud Boys, Greenpeace, uh, you name it. Uh, you know, they, they can't help you. They have no answers to your problem or the problems of the world today. They have thoughts. They have ideas and opinions. Some may be good, some are bad. But they can't solve the problems of the world today. But I'll tell you what, there is one who has all knowledge. There is one who already knows the end of the game. There is one that knows the heart and mind of man. There is one that can break every chain. There's one that can bring peace. His name is Jehovah Shalom, the peace giver. El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Christ Jesus. He is the one that brings salvation, peace, wholeness, and comfort to your lives. Praise God. Go to that one before all else, above all else. Go to him. Trust Jesus. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. So everybody shout new strength. New strength. Who needs some new strength today? This stuff we're going through, it's wearing us down. I remember my days of boxing now, I wasn't, I didn't do a lot of competition. I was more of a gym rat. But one of the things I knew, if you start working the body, you can wear a guy down. Even if his gloves and his arms up, if you hit those, that, that power transfers through. You start just hitting him. It may seem like nothing's happening. His guard's up. He's still moving around. But you keep hitting that body. And you slip one in every once in a while in the ribs in his gut eventually his guard starts to drop his hands start to go down because he's growing weary his hands are getting heavy see it's seldom we like to see the highlights of the knockout in the first round but seldom the case usually that's got to get set up there's a strategy in place and you got to have a game plan you got to have the endurance to do it and the fact of the matter is you start working the body you start giving him shots you tap the head once in a while but you work the body you work the body you're breaking him down you're wearing him out so he drops his guard that's what satan's trying to do to you he's trying to wear you out he's hitting you with body shots he's the cheater and he's a liar he'll hit you below the belt he's trying to get you to drop your guard so when you do drop the guard he's going to come in with a knockout blow I'm encouraging you today, find new strength. And you can't find new strength in your own or in people or in organizations. What you find is new strength in the Lord. Those, but those who trust the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on eagle's wings. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. I need me some of that today. I want to run and not grow weary. I want to walk and not faint. I want this word, Father God. So here's the interesting thing that we've got to learn to do in our life. When you pray, it says, whatever you pray, pray it according to God's will. You heard something, a verse like that. Pray in my name and you'll have these things. How And you have not because you ask not. Says Another one says you have not because you ask for your own selfish gain. Here's a prayer that will always come. Pray the scripture. Pray the, let me teach you how to do that real quick. 
this verse, he was speaking to a certain person, but the principle remains the same for you. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. One, if I want new strength, I got to trust. I got to do what? I got to trust God. How do I prove my trust? I got to go seek him. And if I meet the condition to the promise, then I will soar high in eagle's wings. Okay, that means I'll be light. Okay, I'll run and not grow weary. I'll walk and not faint. And then there's another scripture that says, do not grow weary in well-doing, doing good things for the Lord. Where do we get that strength? Where do we get that, that, that endurance? I shared a video shortly after I got kicked out of the hospital. It wouldn't let me stay anymore. I was right here. I had a bad attitude. I was angry. I was upset. I was wore out. I'll be honest with you. I want to go to sleep and not wake up. Have you ever been that, 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 that angry? That, that? I'm done with it. I'm tired. I'm sick. And I start seeking the Lord. Somewhere in my prayers, somewhere in my worship, somewhere in my tears, somewhere in that moaning and groaning as I sat here on the steps that I call the altar, as I was sitting here and just bleeding my heart out before the Lord, somewhere in there, something started to stir up within me. And I started to feel a little strength coming back to my body. I started to feel a little bit lighter because I didn't feel like I could stand up anymore. I felt like a failure as a pastor. I felt like a failure as a husband and a father and a grandfather. I felt like I was useless. Why, Lord, did you send me here for this time and this reason? I can't do this. And he says, in your weakness, I made strong. Hold on to me. Trust in me. And somewhere in that, there was some encouragement came to my spirit. Strength came to my body. And, and soon I was able to get up and raise my hands and just sing a little bit louder. It wasn't grandiose, but I could, I could just, just sway before the Lord. I can start to just to feel a comfort coming over me. And, and in that comfort, I start to know that it's going to be okay. I don't know how or when, but I know it's going to be all right. That strength didn't mean I was going to go lift a mountain, but I could stand up again. I could raise my hands again. I didn't feel like I could fly on eagle's wings, but I definitely didn't want to go to sleep no more. I could then go and pray and encourage my wife. Because unless I spent time with God, I wasn't going to be no good to her. It'd just be two miserable people. Now I could be the husband I was called to be, the priest of my home, the pastor of this church. I could start to pray for the individuals again. But I couldn't do it unless I spent time at the feet of Jesus. I didn't go talking to everyone else. Yes, I got a lot of wise people. I have access to a lot of influential people. But what I went to was the one where my help comes from. I went to the Lord. I tell you that story just to say, that's what you need to be doing. I didn't end that one night. I've been going back often. My wife and I were fasting and praying yesterday, and I was in here again seeking the Lord because I feel like they kidnapped my grandbaby in the hospital. They haven't released him yet. I'm praying for his release in Jesus' name. 
trust Jesus. That one I speak of, the great I am, the Jehovah Jireh, Shalom, the El Shaddai. He's the one that has your, your he's got a time. He's, got, he's the one that has a point at time. Here's the interesting thing. You hear people say, oh, I thank God for this. I thank God. Seldom do you hear the name of Jesus talked about in public. Oh, thank God. Do you hear Jesus Christ? When, when, when a, a sports person or an actor gets their awards, do you hear them say, thank you, Jesus Christ? Or do they just say, thank God? Think about that. There's a reason why that is. Because Jesus, the name above all names, our beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, His name is a name that can bring healing, bring salvation, bring comfort, bring wholeness. His name is the name that we need to call on. And here's the thing. There's going to come a time when every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Amen? Praise God. So here's some verses that I want you to remember. And um, see, the armor of God has one offensive weapon. And that offensive weapon is the Word of God, the Bible. So I'll keep it up here just for a moment, and I want to read off of these. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. There's a condition to the joy and the peace. You first got to trust Him. Same as that other verse. But those who trust the Lord will find new strength. The key is trusting Him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not by your own strength, your own power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's what I did when I came to these altars. I was weary and I needed rest, and I sought the Lord for that, and I received it. Amen? Psalms 118, 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in men. How many can say amen on that one? Isaiah 55, 6 through 7. Seek the Lord while he can be found. Call on him now while he is near. That tells me there might come a day and a time where you won't have the same excesses, excuse me, same accessibility as you have now. Get it while the getting is good. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. I just want to encourage you this morning. No matter what you're going through, where you've been or where you're going, trust in God. He may not be doing things in your time frame. I understand that. It's been two weeks. I want to hold my grandson. I don't understand that time frame, but I'm still trusting in God. You see, when things don't happen in the time frame you want it, you might grow discouraged, but this hang on to them even tighter. It's not the time to let go. It's not the time to let doubt and fear and worries creep in. No, no, no. Hold on to them even tighter. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him. Everything you do, everything you say, everything you think, submit it to God and he will make your path straight. That's my encouragement to you this morning.
I'm going to pray a benediction over you in uh, just a moment, but just I appreciate everyone and their generosity and being faithful to the kingdom of God. They're going to have offering buckets for you in the back. And I just want to encourage you, if you love and appreciate the Father, trust Him. Here we are talking about trust. Do you trust Him to help you with your finances? Do you trust Him enough to be faithful to Him and see what He does to you? In Malachi, He tells us He'll throw up the windows of heaven. But there's a condition to the promise. You first got to trust Him. And those of you, many of you have been and are, and I, I thank you for that. I encourage you to continue to do that. We can only do ministry to the extent that there's monies to keep the lights on, to keep the doors open, to do the outreach that we do. We send monies to the food pantry so that they can stock it up there. We send disaster relief funds out, and we also try to fund uh, youth camps and different things like that here and just, you know, make it a comfortable place for you. We have some projects coming up. We got a lawnmower that keeps throwing belts. The belts are $65 a piece. Last year, I think we went through five belts. We need to do something about that. The funds aren't there just to go out and buy a whole new lawnmower, not the type we need for this lawn, but that's a deal out there. These trees out here are rotting, and I don't want them to fall on the, on the sanctuary. Those, I got bids for those. Uh, th we're going to have to get those taken care of at some point. 1800 just for the one that's closest to the sanctuary. The parking lot needs some help. we got a couple things here and there that need to be done, but right now those things aren't currently available in the budget. But if the Lord impresses on your heart that you want to give to any of those things, uh, just mark it on your envelope. And I will be giving you more details on those things in the, in the months and weeks to come. So... I'm going to end now with prayer. Uh, Brother Merwin's going to be in the back with the buckets. Please remember to be faithful. We also have the drop box. And those of you who are watching online, we have the text to give. And you can go to our website and see the tab there for giving and do it that way as well. Please join me in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. Lord, I pray that it stirs up in our minds and hearts. Father God, that we look to so many places for answers. And sometimes, Lord, we don't do it on purpose. We're just, we're just frantic. Remind us to look to you. Remind us, Lord, to draw close to you. Stir us up. Draw us like a magnet to you, Lord. Help us to trust in you. Lord, we believe, but help us with the unbelief. We believe that you can do it. Sometimes we just don't know if you'll do it for us. But, Father, stir us up. Build up our most holy faith. Help us to trust in you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Lord, we pray for peace in our country. Peace. Help people to love one another. Help them to turn to you, Father God, for the peace that they need. Remove the scales that would blind them, the hatred that would blind them, the rage and anger that would blind them from seeing clearly. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would begin to intervene. I pray that in these cities where these riots are breaking out, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would break out. Revival would break out in those cities. Father God, that the lost would be saved, Lord Jesus. We pray these things, Father God. We pray that you bless the tithes and offering. Multiply for your use. Bless those who are cheerfully giving. Help those who are struggling, Lord. Bring provision and breakthrough to their life. 
We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray and we thank you. And the saints of God said, amen. God bless you all. I love you. I thank you and I appreciate you. Remember Wednesday night, we're going to have Bible study and prayer. Let us come together, two or three, in the name of Jesus. Amen.